Respect Life Radio. My name is Deacon Jeff Bennett with Catholic Charities of the Archdiocese of Denver. My special guest today and a repeat guest is Lynn Grandin, the director of the Respect Life Office of the Archdiocese of Denver. Thanks, Lynn, for coming in. Always glad to be with you. So today, you know, in the past we've talked about what is the Respect Life Ministry. Today we're going to focus in on a really important annual event that we do called the Gospel of Life Conference. Can you talk a little bit about the genesis of that, and then we'll get into this year's specifics a little bit? You know, always in the Archdiocese, every year, we hold this conference. Usually it is an educational conference on what we lovingly call hot-button issues of whatever year it is related to our faith and issues that are happening in our society. So we're setting the precedent again by addressing serious issues this year uh, related to the 50-year anniversary of Humanae Vitae. So in the past, how many years have we been doing this now? Is this about five, six? I can't even remember. <laughs> oh, since I've been here, it's seven years, but it, I believe it was, it's been going on for even 25 years before my arrival. Oh, well, it tells you how up on date on things I am. Of course, that's no surprise <laughs> to anybody that knows me. Uh, so this year, you mentioned that we're going to be talking about, you know, every year we talk about very important issues, but this year's particular focus will be what? Um, all of the prophecies and consequences related to Pope's, uh, Pope Paul VI's um, document, Humanae Vitae, and uh, we have very amazing speakers that will target some of the really incredible and interesting issues and topics related to that document and what has happened in our society since its publication. And this year is the 50th anniversary of Humanae Vitae. What has the USCCB said about Humanae Vitae being a 50-year anniversary? I just saw a quote from Cardinal DiNardo that's really great. Fifty years ago today, Blessed Paul VI issued the Encyclical Humanae Vitae. In it, he reaffirmed the beautiful truth that a husband and wife are called to give themselves completely to each other. Marriage reflects that love of God which is faithful, generous, and life-giving. Through their vocation, spouses cooperate with God by openness to new human life. We wait in joyful anticipation sorry, for the canonization of Paul VI in October. So the important thing to remember here is not only are we celebrating, if we call it celebrating, but uh, recognizing the 50th anniversary of Humanae Vitae, but really the ripple effect that has taken place over the last 50 years. You know, we had so many moral theologians that were against it, people within the church, and guess what, people? They were wrong. Humanae <laughs> Vitae and what Pope Paul VI predicted unfortunately came true because of contraception and objectification of women, all those things, population control, all those things have taken place, and even more. I mean, if it was only those, it would be bad, but things have continued to spiral downhill, and so it's gone from bad to worse. So I think this conference will give people an opportunity to see uh, all those things that, that have happened. And you had mentioned the title. Can you mention the title again? Because I think uh, it's really important 
for people to kind of get this in their head. Yeah, it's called Prophecies and Consequences for Our Time because that's that really references back to the document, which really was prophetic. It was a prophetic document. And what's amazing for people that haven't read it yet is people need to understand that document is what I would call like this piercing light of hope and sanity for women who've been trying to navigate the after effects of the of that sexual revolution in the 60s. It really zeroes in on can we trust God with our lives? Can we trust him with our marriages, our children, our fertility, or are we resisting God's plan and God's design? So before I forget, and I already have, so before I forget even longer, when is the conference? Where is the conference? And we'll repeat it again, but I should have mentioned this in the beginning. No worries. It's the 20th of October this year, 2018. Uh, we start with a 7.30 Mass with Bishop Rodriguez, and then it goes from 9 till 3, and it's at St. Thomas More in Centennial. So if someone's interested in it, how would they find out more about it? What's the website they could go to? So simple. It's Gospel of Life CO, short for conference.org. So Gospel of Life CO.org. And we'll repeat that again. But I, just, I think it's important to not only know that we have this, but also to remember that when we go through these conferences and, and you put these together, Lynn, we don't shy away from any of those hot button topics, do we? Uh, you talked about people that know you. People that know me know that uh, these things are tremendously important, and I am not afraid to talk about them and bring them up. And to be able to get the different apostolates in Denver to come together on these important topics is really critical, and hopefully will draw more and more people to this event. I think you know we're hoping for, what, like 1,000 this year, right? Yeah, that would really knock it out of the park. So... As we continue to talk about Humanae Vitae and the gospel life, we talked about the speakers that we're going to have. Uh, we talked about kind of the repercussions. Um, it's not going to stop with this conference. Aren't a lot of your talks when you go to the schools focused on these type of issues so that we can continue to educate? This isn't a one-trick pony, and then we hope everybody just gets it. There will be opportunities for speaking engagements to come out and further educate. Is that correct? That's right. That's what this office does. We are a resource for the entire archdiocese here, all 40,000 <laughs> square miles here in northern Colorado. And we are out all the time. We just got another request from a group of pregnancy centers up in northeast Colorado to come um, and explain the dangers of hormonal contraception to them. And when I mentioned just some of the ideas surrounding it, they said, you know, we've never heard anything like this. So this is what's happening in people's lives all the time, every day. And uh, amazingly, Pope Paul VI predicted these things. He just tapped right into the Holy Spirit and, and predicted things that would happen to a society that freely accepted contraception. He said a society where this sexual act loses its meaning gets increased infidelity. We've seen that happen since the 60s. Lowering of morality, duh on that one, right? 
the loss of respect for women, that they're treated as objects, and governments beginning to use family planning programs in, in a coercive way. And then we would start using our bodies like they were machines. People back in the 60s did not grasp this. It's like that scripture about a prophet being without honor in his own country. He was mocked. He was belittled. Um, People sneered and scoffed at it, but he was absolutely on target. Well, and it hasn't been too long that this Me Too movement has been going on in our culture. And we could trace that back to exactly what you're talking about, right? Yes. Objectification of women. Uh, This isn't something that just happened yesterday. We're hearing stories from 10, 15, 20, 30 years ago, all because we've decided that there is no dignity in people. They can be used as objects. You know, our vision is clouded in our society because we don't connect love with life anymore. And we've seen all those countless tragedies from those who separate love from life. And, you know, it's, it's interesting because you hope that um, with something like this, this conference and, and the exposition of all of these interesting truths, I, I would love to see us work toward the reconnection in our society for men, quite frankly, to understand that if they approach a woman for sex, that he recognizes the power of her body to make new human beings. There's just a disconnect with that. Do you agree? Well, that's the, that's the sad part, right? That's, we're, we're using people for our own desires and interests and don't see them for the, for the people that they are, right? The dignity, they were created with a human dignity. Everybody was. And so anytime we use somebody for our own gain, we're stepping out of what the Lord intended for our own selfish purposes. And we can see the consequences. You know, you, may, you mentioned infidelity. Uh, where's the do- divorce rate today compared to where it was back in the 1960, 1968, to be exact? Things have just continued to mushroom and grow as they go downhill. And downhill is probably the appropriate term because that's really what we've seen in a culture that we need to try to take back. And I think this conference, albeit not an end to that tragedy that's been going on in our world, can maybe be a beginning for people as we educate them and they educate their families. This could have a mushroom effect in in a good way if people are open and really decide to take the time to come out and, and listen to what's being said. You know, it's true, and it's interesting that you mentioned the divorce rate because I would think that many of our listeners aren't aware that the divorce rate began to escalate once the pill was on the market and those that wanted to use it could, and it escalated up to about 50% after it had been um, distributed throughout the country, and that's pretty much where it has stayed since that happened. Um, People don't make that correlation with um, the distribution of the pill and look at those years when that happened. But so really, you're right, because everything intertwines. And what, was it back in the 30s, pretty much every Christian denomination agreed 
that contraception wasn't a good thing, and now today it's pretty much the Catholic Church? In, in the 30s, um, the, the Episcopal Church in the United States was the first church that said that they felt like it was okay for certain reasons. And then we see the disintegration after that. And as a Protestant, that was never a discussion um, that was brought up in our churches. You know, we just, quote, trusted our doctors. But now we've seen the devastating effects that contraception has had on our society. So we want to bring back the understanding of the full dimensions of love that include commitment, self-sacrifice, and generosity. People nowadays run away from these ideals. Well, and they run right into the arms of the evil one because he's just waiting for them as they, as they depart from truth. And that's part of what this, these conferences and this particular conference do, right? We share the truth in love, but we share the truth. And it can't be watered down. It can't be explained away. The truth will resonate with people. And we need more and more people to say, you know what? I'm tired of this. Not only am I going to come to the conference, but we need to have these discussions in our parishes and in our schools and in our families. It can't end with a conference, but it can begin with a conference, and it can begin with the thought that it is incumbent upon us, right? We, we see in Matthew that we are sheep sent out among wolves, and we have to be wise as serpents and simple as doves. This isn't something we should read and go, well, that's nice, and I agree with it, but then what? We, there's <laughs> got to be an action, right? How do we put our faith into action. Well, one, we have to know our faith. And I think through this conference, you have a, a, a nice variety of speakers coming that can help us and help educate us on this particular aspect of our faith. But then, but then what? What are, we, what are we going to do? What is, what is your hopes for takeaways from this conference? Well, you know, um, when we talk about Holy Scripture, the verse that comes to my mind when you were speaking was about um, those of us who serve the church, we are called to equip the saints. And the saints are the people in the pews right now. We're all called to become saints. And so what we need to do as we think about this conference coming up is we need to come ready to experience what God has for us. We need to come with something to write with so that we can write down thoughts and ideas that the Holy Spirit gives us. We also need to pray in advance to think who might the Holy Spirit want to come to this conference that we know. Some of our friends, our relatives, our associates, our neighbors, who in those categories might really benefit from this conference. Even maybe someone that gives you pause be bold and ask them to come with you. It'll be some of the best things that you could do for that person and their soul to hear the life-giving information, the hope that they would receive from this because these are words of hope and encouragement in our really messed up culture to reflect upon this encyclical and be open to the gift of the timeless truths that are going to be um, promoted that day. 
Now, it wouldn't hurt for people to actually read the encyclical prior to coming, and it is free online, so it doesn't cost anything. It is not that long. Uh, many of the pages are footnotes, so really, you could read it in, in a short s sitting just in front of your computer, but I would encourage people to read it so that you can get a flavor for what was predicted, where we are today, kind of think about those type of things because I th the speakers are going to hit on them. But like going to Mass, you want to read the readings before you go to Mass so you have an idea. It's already in your mind. I think reading Humanae Vitae, again, free online, doesn't cost anything, would be very beneficial to those coming. Would you agree? Absolutely. That needs to be done, and um, it is an easy document to read, so don't be afraid of doing that. And um, I think that you will, you will bear that fruit when you when you read that, and you'll understand the criticism that um, Pope the Pope Paul VI went through. And what's amazing to our listeners today is this particular day that we are taping this information for you is the actual 50-year anniversary. So that just fills me with joy today. Yeah, very no no coincidences. I don't think so. Um, but it is it is important. Can you go through the details of the conference again? Just uh, when, where, you know, does it cost anything? Those type of things. Sure. Once again, this is Saturday, October twentieth, starting at seven thirty a.m. with mass with Bishop Rodriguez uh, at St. Thomas More in Centennial, Colorado. Then the conference will move to the school area right behind the church and go from 9 till 3. We will have a light uh, breakfast after that and lunch. And then uh, early bird reservations are $50 and walk-ins are 55 And we have a special student rate for $15. And it's called Prophecies and Consequences for Our Time, the Golden Anniversary of Humanae Vitae. And may I also say with great joy that we've just received confirmation that a number of the St. John Vianney seminarians, seminarians will be with us again that day. Well, it's, it's a great event. It's a day. Um, but it could be the start of something much bigger. And it does go through the evils of contraception. But it, you'd mentioned uh, Michael Ann and Curtis Martin coming and, and special, need special needs children. Is there any group in this world under more attack than special needs children? <laughs> I can't think of one. It's, it's dreadful to talk about. Um, the statistics right now in the United States are if you have um, a supposed positive diagnosis of Down syndrome in utero, 90% of those children are terminated or aborted, if we'll use a stronger word, here in the United States, and Iceland right now is bragging that they're at a 99.9% rate of uh, no Downs children um, on their island. But um, Curtis and Michael Ann have a darling little Downs boy, and um, they're going to talk about their life with him and the beauty and the gift that those children are to the world. You know, it just makes me sick to think that that's the world in which we live in is all about us. And the sad part is the us that they're thinking about actually hurts them. They miss the joy and the great love 
that these children have and are to our families. And to think that we're, you know, trying to make sure that we're comfortable and we don't have to do anything out of the ordinary is is crazy. It just it just drives me up the wall. I can't encourage people enough to come to this conference, whether we're talking gender surgeries, whether we're talking uh, special needs children, all these things are going to be covered because all these things are direct consequences of eliminating the dignity of humans and all and becoming self-centered individuals. And for people to spend a day and to learn about what they're going to learn about, I, I can't imagine a more valuable uh, opportunity coming up here in the Archdiocese, especially you mentioned we're partnering with Endow, the Augustine Institute, Focus. I mean, these are apostolates trying to share the truth, the truth, not the truths. There is the truth. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And if we want to develop the why and be able to explain it, this is a conference to be able to do that. So I can encourage people to go on the website. And what was that website again, Lynn? Gospeloflifeco.org. And if you forget it, you can always go to respectlifedenver.org. It'll be on there. It can direct you there. It's an annual conference that really provides the why, and, and it doesn't shy away from those difficult uh, hot-button topics that we have in our world today. But they're only hot-button topics because we've let the world dictate how we should live and somehow put Jesus in a box, and he needs to come out. And this is a way to do that for us to better understand the truth, the way, the truth, and the life so we've talked a lot about the conference, but let's talk more specifically about some of the speakers and some of the exciting speakers, actually, that we have coming. All of the speakers are exciting. I think the very first one is going to blow people away. He's a deacon. He's a doctor. He's a plastic surgeon. Deacon Patrick Lappert is going to come and talk about a subject that's going to shock you, transgender surgeries and Christian anthropology. That is going to be unbelievable. And then Michael Ann Martin and we hope Curtis as well are going to come from Focus to talk to people about families living with children that have special needs because they have personal identification with that with their adorable little boy. Then we have a doctor, Marguerite Duane. She is the executive director of FACTS, F-A-C-T-S, which is a great response to the contraceptive crisis with fertility awareness-based methods, as well as Emily Stimson Chapman, who's a wonderful Catholic writer and author. She's doing an update on Humanae Vitae written for Endow, specifically for women. So that is going to be brand new. Then Michael Barber is the moral theologian from the Augustine Institute, and he's going to wrap up the day and kind of let us know where do we go from here for the next 50 years. So you mentioned the first speaker, uh, Deacon Patrick uh, Lappert. 
he was actually here earlier this year, correct, at a different conference? He was here prior to this, and I don't recall if it was this year or last year, but he was the strongest speaker, and those that heard him just said he's got to come back and speak to everyone at this conference. His message is astounding. And so really, I remember talking to you earlier that everybody you've mentioned that was at the prior conference, and you said that the deacon was coming back, was just thrilled to hear that he was coming back in town. They are. People were amazed at his message. It really gives a good balance to understand the woundedness of people that are struggling with transgender issues and some of the unforeseen consequences that have happened from people that have had the mutilating surgeries um, to try to um, better themselves, but many, many things have gone wrong that no one anticipated. And talking about children or families with children with special needs, is there any more population under more attack than a special needs child in the womb of its mother? Well, you've said it absolutely right. The levels are so high for um, people that are terminated in the womb that have a possible um, diagnosis, and sometimes those diagnoses are wrong. So um, Michael Ann and Curtis are a wonderful tribute to loving and caring for a child with special needs. And then you mentioned uh, Marguerite Duane, who's going to speak about contraception. You just spoke recently to a group who was astounded to hear what contraception does to the human body. It's so true. You know, folks that will come to this will be so armed with the right kind of ammunition that they need to beat all of these things back in our culture and let everybody know that it's so much wiser to go with natural law related to the female body. And then to hear Emily Stimson Chapman talk about the update on Humani Vitae, we're not changing Humani Vitae. She's just telling us where we are today based on what Pope Paul VI said 50 years ago. That's right, and encouraging words for today's woman. Well, I just think it's exciting to have all these speakers come and talk about really the consequences that we've experienced uh, through the predictions of Pope Paul VI once we kind of let the floodgates open with contraception. But to wrap it all up, to have Michael Barber from the Augustine Institute come speak, and say, kind of, where do we go from here? Because, unfortunately, it's not like it's been 50 years and we're done. <laughs> the wave just keeps seems to be going, it sounds like. That's right. We are so thankful for the Pope back then having the wisdom and, and the fortitude to speak those words of truth. And uh, let's just see what excitement we're going to experience in this conference. So, I mean, he predicted things that are happening in 50 years, and even more has happened. That's the worst part, whether it's transgender, the attack on special needs children, all those type of things. So come out to the conference. As we've said before, we have a list of exciting speakers, and we look forward to seeing you.